Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hi, uh, I'm Mike Hodger, the CEO of Sarab Gold, and uh, I'm here today to talk about our quarterly, uh, our last quarter results for Q2 2021 and uh, what we're doing in Brazil with our current operation, our exploration, and our development of our Coringa project. So today, uh, that's what uh, I'll be talking about. Uh, certainly, uh, it's been a very successful quarter. Uh, we have increased our quarter by tw- our, our, our ounces by 27% over uh, last year's numbers. We all know that. 2020 was a, a difficult year with, with COVID for many a producer, and we weren't far from that. But uh, we've certainly seen a, a good improvement in the first quarter in uh, 2021, and the second quarter is even better. And in fact, it's been our best quarter in the last eight. So it's uh, been really encouraging producing over 9,000, close to 9,300 ounces, which has us 6% above budget so far for the year and nicely in line for our guidance uh, of 35,000 ounces for 2021. Uh, bodes well for the rest of the year. Exploration-wise, uh, we've enjoyed a very good second quarter. Uh, we've been looking at our uh, assets in and around the Polito complex or operating mine, particularly at Sao Domingos, at the Tucano zone, where we've had some very exciting intersections there. So we're, we're moving that forward. And uh, certainly we have a view that we hope we'll be able to put a resource on that either at the end of this year or, or certainly part more next year. It's a work in progress, but certainly some very encouraging signs coming out of there. And not just uh, the sort of narrow vein type mineralization we've been mining at Polito and Sao Chico for the last sort of six or seven years. There are indications that there could be some mechanized uh, mining opportunities there as well. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, the rest of our exploration efforts so far has been at the Polito mine, which is our main asset. And uh, we're drilling there at the moment some great sort of intersections into uh, one of our satellite deposits called Ife and Mogno. And we're about to embark on a, a big drilling campaign from Polito to one of our prospects called Curatella. Just to put that into context, the Polito deposit is a, is, a, is, is a series of veins, 25 veins, which are all open along strike to the east, uh, to the north and the south. Uh, and we've got this gap to another asset called Curatella. And really, it looks like it might all join up. And you don't have to be a mathematician to see if we've got a resource over a one kilometer strike length, if we can actually fill in that gap of the two kilometers and join Curatella we could be looking at a fairly, uh, well, a very significant resource increase there. So very excited about that. That's going to be starting in the second half of this year. We've got two rigs down there, so we're going to get a lot of news flow from exploration in the, in the second part of this year from, from there in particular. And, of course, Coringa. That's our big growth story, really. And the great news about Coringa is, as I speak this week, we're going to be starting, finally, uh, hard rock uh, blasting there. Uh, which would be great to see. Uh, I hope to get down there in uh, early August to see that with my own eyes. And uh, I say it's our, it'll be our third mine starting up. And uh, great news, always a super exciting time. So that's where we are, Sarabi, today. Brilliant, Mike. Good to see you. Good to have you back on the show. Uh, and you look you look well. Um, can we just have a little about it? And thanks for the summary. Okay. Um, there's a lot of moving parts there. Last year, very difficult. COVID in Brazil, you know, hampered operations, uh, restricted uh, what you could and couldn't do. Um, but you still managed to produce, which is fantastic. And I, I, I get what you've just said with regards to increasing grade and and therefore ounces here. But I think the, the big piece that was missing from last year was the inability to do any development work. So, you know, how much money are you allocating to that? Because you got to play a little bit of catch up, don't you? We are. We're, we are basically going to be doing an additional more or less an additional $3 million worth of development 
in 2022. That's our intent in 2021. Sorry, that's our intention. That's what was missing in 2021. I mean, I, I look at where we are today. and We're almost exactly where we expected to be if COVID hadn't happened in, in 2020. You know, we, 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 uh, we were going to do all this exploration drilling, which we're now doing. We were going to do, uh, we're going to start Karinga, which we're, we're now doing. But it essentially was a year of limbo. Well, it was for everybody, wasn't it? Um, and what we actually, what actually happened in 2020 was, as you say, because we actually had to reduce the workforce because we just had to make the camps smaller. Um, the thing that got hit was exploration and development. And we essentially lived off the fat, lived off the blocks that we had. We did very minimal development, just enough to keep the plant running. So we essentially moved from a plant-constrained operation to a mine-constrained operation. We've always been a plant-constrained operation, and now we're becoming a plant-constrained operation again. The beauty about that is with any small underground mine is you just mine more than the plant needs, and you cherry-pick the best grades, and you stockpile the rest. Uh, and that's where we are again now. And with that stockpiling of the rest, that's the low-grade stuff. That's the stuff the ore sort can get its teeth into and scavenge whatever it can. And that's what we do. And that's why the grades come up from five grams in 2020 to over seven, 7.3 through the plant in 2021. And that's the big difference. And that's gone straight to bottom line uh, ounces, um, uh, bottom bottom line uh, cost-wise. So it's, because uh, our costs are very flat. They're very fixed in Brazilian reality. So, you know, if the grade comes up, the ounces go up and uh, it's more revenue, but the costs remain the same. So margin goes up. It's, it, it's that simple. So that's what we're, you know, we're enjoying now. And, you know, I don't, uh, I foresee it continuing for the rest of the year. So uh, grade, grade, grade. One of the things that impressed me last year was the kind of planning, because you had to burn your way through that stockpile. That, in a way, kind of saved the operation. The fact that you had this stockpile, which you could feed through the ore sorters, because, you know, you couldn't get uh, staff onto site, you couldn't do the drilling that you wanted to do. And that was a, that was a kind of savior for you guys. But you're going to have to build that up again in case something else happens uh, down the line, yeah, right? Yeah, very, very. Very much so. No, the stock was a real salvation for us last year and blocks that were already prepared on the graph. It wasn't stock on surface. It was unbroken stocks underground and, and, and blocks that were ready to mine. So it did make our, our life easier. And that's why it's always good to have something in the tank. And yes, we're now all about trying to put you know, some gas back in the tank and overdeveloping. So we are, as I say, we're intending to try to develop, overdevelop the mine this year to build the reserves back up and to get that contingency back. It, it's not I mean, I'm sitting here sort of saying we've had a great quarter, 9,300 ounces, fantastic, $80 million in the bank, which is great, best cash position the company's ever had. It's all good. It's not, in, it's not, there are still some challenges. And one of the big challenges we've got today, and I do mention it in, the, in, in our release, is the fact that we've actually got, uh, a, um, uh, we've actually got some difficulties with um, our uh, getting ancillary supplies uh, for the mine. For example, when I mean things like that, I mean like pumps and um, or the smaller stuff. We've got all the big toys, you know, the, the loaders, the, the jumbos, all that sort of stuff. It's the it's the day to day stuff, consumables, which you go through um, pumps, vent ducting, ventilation fans, things like this that you need for development. And this is the stuff that's really hard to get. You know, a lot of the industry in Brazil um, closed right down during the, the pandemic. Several lockdowns in Brazil, just coming out of another one. Uh, these the industrial centres are generally in the south of Brazil. That got hit much worse than the sort of uh, the very rural north we're in, and it's really tough getting hold of uh, these these bits these bits of kit. So we're using and having to repair bits of kit that really shouldn't be can't be repaired. We're having to do it uh, and beg, steal, and borrow what we can do. So that is and continues to be um, 
a bit of an impediment for us, really, on this, on our big effort to actually push the development. But, you know, we're doing what we can. And uh, certainly our rates are going up. They're not as high as I would like, but they're, uh, they're, they're, we're, 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 we're reaching part of the target on the development. So, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's something we've got to build back up and try and do the best we can as fast as we can. Yeah, build, build for a rainy day. Um, uh, or any problems that may, that may come down the line, which are unexpected, like COVID. Um, so I think that, I thought that was um, quite fortuitous. <clears throat> the other thing I quite like was the what you've done with the balance sheet. Okay, so we've, we have we, there's, a, there's a couple of deals. Obviously, you, you have to you have to pay down some debt. I think you're debt free now, are you? Correct. And um, and um, we'll give me a little bit more detail on the financial position. You said like, you're obviously producing cash. You've got a cash here. Um, tell me a bit about it. Well, we, we're ahead of where we thought we would be cash-wise. We obviously did the equity raise in Q1, uh, brought in money. That money was used to make the final acquisition payment for Coringa, which we did, $3.6 million at the uh, beginning of April. We also uh, retired the Greenstone Loan Facility, um, uh, and that went. And uh, we made, as I said, that, that expiration, that, that money is a set, the use of proceeds of that capital raise is to accelerate the exploration which we're doing. It's to make the final payments at Coringa, which we did. And it's the three or $4 million worth of budget we've got on Coringa this year to get the underground mine up and running. Uh, and, and, um, um, and, that, and, and basically the last part of it is to actually accelerate the COVID catch-up development in the existing mine, which I'm talking about. Um, and that's all been supplemented by the cash flow from the operation we're generating anyway. If, I mean, we have positive cash flow, but we couldn't afford without the equity raise to do the exploration at the rate we're doing and to start Coringa and to do all the COVID catch-up developments. It just, there's just too much there. We make money, but we couldn't afford to do all those three things. So the money coming in has helped, but it's good. I mean, we are cash position at the end of, um, I mean, we, 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 we've, say we're probably generating between half to three quarters million dollars of free cash flow a month from the operation. So, uh, um, as, as I said, it's not enough to sort of fund everything, but it's, it's contributing. And, uh, we're probably, I think, fair to say, um, uh, off the top of my head, I can't quite remember. I think we're about a million and a half dollars higher than we anticipated to be at this moment in time. So, and that's come from the the better than expected grades, and the fact we're six percent ahead of budget in terms of ounces produced, and we are um, we've probably enjoyed a slightly better exchange rate and a better gold price than we actually thought we were going to get as well. So, um, it's 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 yeah, it's it's, it's really good, and uh, you know, um, obviously going forward, we've got money in the bank. Um, but if the, if the economics stay, if we keep producing like we are and the uh, gold price exchange rate stays where it is, we'll, um, we won't sort of chew our way through our cash as fast as we thought we might. So, uh, and that's really important because with Coringa, we, we're using this cash in 2021 to get it started, get it up and running. We're, we're going to get underground, you know, as I said, next week, and we're going to start developing the mine as hard and as fast as we actually can. Uh, and that's the biggest uh, sort of... Um, use of proceeds we've got today next year hopefully when we get the, the construction license to assemble the process plant which i always add is actually a, it's a, a coringa already ready to assemble we'll need more cash probably but it's going to be well what is it's going to be cash flow from operations plus probably some debt the amount of debt we need is very much going to be dependent on how well our existing operation goes this year what cash it generates we don't foresee raising any more equity now to build Coringa. It's going to come from cash flow and from uh, debt facility. Okay, so share price really being not. So you know, from the highs highs of last year, where you were sort of you know able able to produce etc. But 
um, it's, it's been not, right? So you're get, you've got some catch up to do, which is catch up in terms of the production, which you're doing, um, the development, which you're doing, and obviously the, the balance sheet has been sort of cleaned up uh, now. Are you going to be able to accelerate and do a little bit more than catch up and kind of you know deliver some of the promises or the promise, I should say, of last year if it hadn't been for COVID? I, I, I think what's really going to sort of kick trigger our share price is going to be our expiration success. I really do. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're 40,000 ounce producer. Okay, if we're 35 or 45, that's not really going to make a lot of difference. Um, Coringa, delivering Coringa, which is going to double our production, is obviously hugely significant. But what I'm most excited about is uh, I'm having a, we're having a bit of a rethink about our expiration strategy. And we are really going to go looking hard for scale, scale. Uh, we think we've got a fantastic uh, opportunity in the central part of our deposit called uh, Calico and Matacobra. And rather than just drilling, we're bringing in a, what's called a RAB rig, which is going to allow us to uh, really do blanket deep geochemistry over this whole area. Now, I know that doesn't sound very interesting. It's a sky tech. People go, oh, no, we want to see intersections, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, you can blow a lot of meters by just diamond drilling, you know, and you, if you're not. But I think with this RAB rig, we can absolutely superbly bullseye uh, areas to drill and I think we can actually f- generate huge sc- un- anomalies with scale and anomalies with scale usually mean mineralization with scale uh, and that's exactly what we're going to be focusing on in the second half of the year so you know our expression is going to be divided in finding more of the same at Polito which would be a the, kind of the banker you know re- increasing the resource at Polito from maybe half a million doubling it that that's good you know more of the same there and was doing that down at Sao Chico and Sao Domingos, again, trying to find, you know, possibly more mechanized mining. But in the central part of our deposit, a big part of our exploration is going to be looking for, for, for scalable deposit, porphyry-style mineralization. And we've got this one called Calico you know about. We've got two other ones, fantastic geochemistry and coincidental geophysics. We want to enhance those geochemical anomalies with this RAB rig. It's a rig that basically you drill on like tw- 25-meter centers just go dig, 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 along everywhere and you 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 sample the geochem the the the, uh, the saprolite right down to the bedrock and that's you get a really good idea of what the geochemistry is and you really can understand what's below your feet and then we can better target the diamond drill meters and i think that's the that's the way to go so we're, we're going to be moving that forward chasing some scale and trying to make a game-changing discovery okay so that's not that's obviously not going to be high grade underground type um Discovery open you're looking pit for surface. open pit open surface. surface. So, but yeah. okay, that that's interesting. And you guys got the skill set to do that, have you? Yeah, we have. Okay, and how much how much money? When does it start? When does it finish? When can we expect to hear something uh, we, about well, it? Well, the, the rigs we're sourcing the rig right now. We're going to test it on this first one called Calico, uh, and I think if it's successful, we'll we'll be doing the whole that whole you know that huge belt we've got to go across our tenement. You know, we talked about before. We've got this anomaly that's about thirty kilometers long and sort of five kilometers wide uh it's it's a huge target and and uh you know if we just blanket drill right the way we, we test it in a few areas if it's successful we'll do the whole thing and i think we're just gonna have a a, a fantastic array of targets to drill sounds like sounds like there's, there's there's a lot there's a lot to look at mike um obviously i'm, I'm really i'm yeah. really convinced that i'm really excited about this i really think it's gonna be a, a huge uh step change for us to actually do this and i think we're gonna get to, it's you know we're gonna have to be a little bit patient but but i, I think it's the way to do the way the way to sort of go about this i mean as I say, the, we're not going to abandon our sort of day job, which is the narrow vein, high grade stuff, which is our bread and butter, which is Coringa, which is Polito, which is Sao Chico, which is what we're doing. You know, that's what's paying the bills. 
But um, uh, I've, you know, we need to, uh, it's not that, you know, we, underground, uh, to, to, to get recognition, we need scale. And uh, we also need lower cost profile production. And that's what open pit houses bring you. So if we can't M&A with someone that does that, we've got to find our own. Pure and simple. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.